0: All right, let's have some fun here. Uh, Today I'm going to do a breakdown on one particular copywriting client getting strategy. I'm going to answer a big question that one of my subscribers had about if one particular tactic being applied in this strategy is uh, okay to do. I'm just gonna give my reflections on it and I'm also going to share with you some pretty advanced persuasion ideas as they're being applied in the course of this strategy. So this actually comes out of a question from a subscriber. He says, hey Roy, I have a question in regards to pitching. As a freelance copywriter, if I send a selection of pitches to one publisher and they accept one, Is it okay to send the others to a different publisher after that project is done, or is that frowned upon? Thanks, Mark. And uh, remember, if you have a question that you'd like to have answered in an upcoming episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, every Monday is Mailbox Monday, and the way that you submit your question to potentially have it answered in, a Mailbox Monday episode is to go to BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com ask. That link is in the description with this episode. Uh, so let's dive into my answer to Mark's question. These are the proven direct response, marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. Okay, so I'm gonna repeat Mark's question just so we can kind of get into the details here. Hey, Roy, I have a question in regards to pitching. As a freelance copywriter, if I send a selection of pitches to one publisher and they accept one, is it okay to send the others to a different publisher after that project is done or is that frowned upon? Thanks, Mark. So presumably what's happen, happening here, and I don't even know what niche or industry Mark writes for, um, but I'm gonna use financial copywriting as an example. So. As a good financial copywriter, what you should be doing is watching what's going on in the markets, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in society, what's going on in, let's say, technology, all that, right? And what you're looking for is ideas that you can—big ideas that you could base an investment pitch on. Big ideas that you could write a promo around that is going to presumably tie to some particular type of investment recommendation service. And as you get an idea, you typically, as as a good copywriter, one of the things that you can do is you can just write like the first 500 to 1,000 words, maybe as much as 1,500 words of that promo and just like try to jam in like all of the exciting bits that's going to make somebody want to engage for, you know, 3000, 4000, 5000, 6000, 7000, 8000, 9000, 10000 words of like a vsl or or uh or investment promo, right? So you're you're going to capture that big idea in the form of copy to the point where somebody is going to be want, going to want to be interested in reading more in figuring out more about whatever it is that you've identified. So let's call it one of those pitches, right? As a good copywriter, you're kind of stacking these up. You're you're constantly reading the news, doing research, and finding opportunities around which you could write a a pitch. And then you need a publisher who has a product to sell to to actually be able to put out that pitch and to generate subscribers for their service from that. And so if you're freelance and you work between publishers, one of the things that you, you can do and this is a super powerful client getting strategy. Is you can actually go to the publisher and say, "Hey, uh, I know that you have. Let's say, let's say it's a technology investing. Um, you know, I know that you have uh, one of the verticals within your business. One of your one of your lineups of publications is all about technology investing. All your stuff around X Y Z editor is about tech investing." Um, would you be interested in either of the attached pitches? Maybe maybe there's two, maybe there's three, whatever. Are, would you be interested in either of the attached pitches um, and building a, a promotion around it, building a, a, a VSL around it, right? So basically what you're giving them is you're giving them on a silver platter an idea with which they may be able to create a promotion for their, let's say, tech investing newsletter, right? And uh, this is this is very common in freelance direct response that you can actually go to the publisher and say, "Hey, I would love to write about this. Uh, would you be interested in that?" And the reverse side of this is like a, a spec piece when when a marketer asks copywriters to write pieces on spec, they're basically putting out an invitation for copywriters to do this this exact same thing, right? They're they're asking copywriters to create these ideas and bring them to them and so if you're bringing it to them outside of that scenario you're showing ambition and like a go get and you're showing all the qualities of a good copywriter. And for me, this strategy has actually worked to get clients over and over and over again. When I was actively chasing copywriting clients, like this is something that I would do frequently. I would bring them an idea, and if they wanted to run with it, it would very often turn into, number one, the phone call. Like, oh yes, let's schedule a call. Let's let's uh, talk about what this project's gonna look like. And then I would propose my project fee, all of that. And they could say yes or no, but they would they would, oftentimes say, yeah, let's, let's do it. And uh, like before I get into even more detail, I, I do wanna say that recently I've been going back through How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's been a few years since I went through it. It's the Dale Carnegie book, really classic book on just human relationships, but it also really applies to selling and, and so on. And man, um, there, is so, there are so many principles out of that book that are tapped into with this strategy. And um, and 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 so, like helping someone solve their problems. How to win friends and influence people. Help them solve their problem, right? These marketers have the problem that they need to be constantly putting out new promotions. They need to be putting out new copy. They need new ideas, right? So you're helping them solve their problems. Being interested in them, especially especially if you do that thing that I that I kind of mentioned earlier (laughs) where you say oh this particular editor's service I think would be a good fit for this it it implies or it 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 communicates that you are interested enough in their business that you actually understand who you think the, the promotion would be a good fit for and so being interested in them saying hey like I know that you have this particular person on staff that writes about this topic and I think this topic would be a good fit. That's a really, really like like big green light for, hey, I'm interested enough in your business, I care enough about your business that I did my homework, I researched you and I found something that I think would be relevant to you. Better salespeople do this all the time. It Like the people who just spam out a generic message those people are not good salespeople. Those people are not someone that you want to model. The people who who are most effective at generating sales really like get to know and understand their customers and their customers' needs and are interested in them. And those customers uh, reciprocate that interest with money with sales. Um, Focusing on them. Again, this is about, hey, I think that this idea would work for you for your business. That's a focus on them. It's not about you getting the project, even though that's a natural part of the process of that going out. It's about them and how you can serve them, how you can help them. And if they see an idea that they agree would work well for their business, well, it makes a lot of sense that they're just going to move forward with it. And importantly, the last principle from How to Win Friends and Influence People that I think is being in, being tapped into here, and maybe this is uh, it's kind of an amalgamation of the previous principles, it's not about you, what you want, what you need, etc. Like, this is a really effective strategy because people tend to respond to, to things that are about them. And uh, it's a strategy that is about the prospect. And if you get it right, it's really easy for them to say, Yes. So my response to the specific question that Mark had, like if I send a bunch of these pitches to one publisher and they accept one, is it okay to send the others to a different publisher after that project is done or is that frowned upon? And my response to that specific question is, I think it's probably fine. Like sending it to the next publisher, that's that's fine. Um, some people would maybe object to it, but I've never heard of it turning into a problem right like if they said no to the the pitch in the first place it's not a big problem if um you know if you take that to someone else uh, i think it's more likely that they forget it within a week than you get in trouble for it uh, the one thing that i would think about is did they did they reject it because it's it's not a fit or did they reject it because it's not a strong enough idea and so if they rejected it because it's not a fit, like okay, it's just not a fit. And maybe somebody else it will be a better fit. And there can be all sorts of reasons that I'll talk talk about in a sec about well, I'll talk about it now. How about that? <laughs> so um they may they may just not see a fit with their current editorial, they may just not see a fit with their current business plans, they may not see a fit with their current marketing need, they may be rebranding that service or they may know something about that publisher that editor moving to a different business or something like that there could be all sorts of reasons why it's not a fit so if it's not a fit for any of those reasons then oh okay like somebody else is going to do better with it because it's a better fit um alternatively maybe the idea is not as strong as the other idea that was accepted and so you might want to at least question it. At least go back through it and say, okay, you know, could this idea be made better? How how can I make this idea better? So with regards to moving onto that second publisher, um, I, I will say that that Mark asked a little bit more detailed. He asked about the second publisher using the idea and if there's like a risk, I guess, to that second publisher using an idea that's already been seen by other people and if the first publisher didn't like run with it behind the scenes which is a possibility i've never had it happen to me and the the big businesses like they know better than that they're they they don't do that like most of the people in um kind of the high level direct response marketing the the more reputable companies uh tend to if they value copywriters they're not going to steal the copywriters ideas they, they wouldn't have the reputation that they need to attract good copywriters if they were stealing copywriters ideas all the time. So they're more likely to just pass on it because they don't want it or because it's not a good enough idea for that, like whatever reason, right? They're more likely to pass on it and not use it than pass on it and use it. But what I'll say about these big ideas, like taking it to the second publisher, big ideas pass fast. And there've been a ton of ideas that I've pitched that have never seen the light of day. And so, you know, you pitch this idea and nobody like it doesn't it doesn't turn into anything in the next three months, six months, whatever it is, that idea, like the market conditions, especially in financial, at least the market conditions may change fast enough that that idea is no longer relevant. So big ideas can pass fast. Um, And and so if you believe that that big idea works right now, it is up to you to find the person who will work it. Most often, big ideas, like, it's its like uh, the zeitgeist is constantly changing, constantly shifting, constantly evolving, and the best big ideas often uh, often land, like, as a wave is starting to rise, right? Like, as that wave is starting to rise, i I've never been surfing, so maybe I'm terrible at actually giving this metaphor, but as far as I understand it, if you're a surfer, like, if you try to get on a wave at the crest of the wave that wave is going to be gone out from underneath you before you can actually like really get into it what you need to do in order to get on to the wave as a surfer is as that wave is coming towards you you need to get up and on your board and ready to ride the wave so that as the wave is pushing up you can ride down it right like it's 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 a matter of catching the right wave at the right time And big ideas I think are very much like that in the context of the zeitgeist, especially in the context of ever changing financial markets. Man, if you have a pitch that's, that's going to work based on today's market condition, you want to get it out as close to today as possible and being delayed by a few months because you know, you're trying to give some publisher adequate time to, I don't know, decide if they want it to have the option, whatever. It's more likely that that big ideas moment will have passed. Um, so you you want to find out who's going to work it now, if it's going to work. Um, so getting into the more advanced persuasion techniques here, I did offer one more recommendation uh, to this guy. And I said, you know, if, if, if this publisher accepts you for one of these pitches and you think the other ones have legs still, you might say, what about these others? Right? Like, okay, they say yes to this one project. You might say, what about the other ones? Uh, Would you be interested in me holding them for you for the next project? Would you be interested in lining up a next project where I can develop those into a pitch for you? Um, And when you do that, you are, (laughs) you're getting them to have FOMO, the fear of missing out, about you taking them to a competitor. By saying, would you like me to hold them for you? There is an implication there that you are going to take them to someone else, right? And so there's a little bit of, uh, you know, I didn't know if that was the best pitch for me right now, but I would much rather I launch it than my competitor, right? Or this copywriter seems pretty good, so maybe I would like to actually like lock them up for a second project, right? Um, So there's, and, and, and not have them go work for my competitor as soon as they're done with one project. So you're getting them to number one, have FOMO about you t- taking those ideas to a competitor. Number two, the great thing about that sentence, what about these others? Would you be interested in me holding them for you for the next project? The great thing about that question is that you're getting them to start considering you for the next project. And uh, doing multiple projects with a client is a great way to make your life easier as a copywriter. Having clients that stick with you for two, three, four, five, six, ten 10 projects makes life so much easier because you're not in that famine cycle of feast and famine. It's like one project to the next, to the next, to the next. And so as soon as you finish one, you're getting your new fee for your next project, et cetera. And it is the most consistent way to, to really have a great income as a copywriter is to have a number of projects lined up. Now, there's a lot of downsides that I don't wanna get into about having one client be responsible for more than 50% of your income. But having a client that is willing to hire you for a next project is a very great thing and asking a question like that, would you be interested in me holding them for you for the next project? It's it's a powerful, powerful um, way to stimulate those ideas. And the third thing that you're getting them to do is um, actually going all the way back to the beginning to Mark's question, like, is it okay to take them to a different publisher? you're getting them to give you a clear yes or no about whether you should hold them or if they don't care about those ideas. And so if, if at that point they say, no, um, you know we're, we wouldn't be able to move forward with those or we're not interested in moving forward with those, that's fine, right? They're, they're actually telling you yes or no whether or not um, they're interested in you having those ideas for them. And there's a bit of takeaway selling here, like the purpose of this video is not necessarily to get deep into takeaway selling, but but this is definitely the practice of takeaway selling. Like, hey, um, there's this thing that maybe you want and I'm gonna make it a little bit harder for you to get it. It tends to actually increase the desire and the, the demand for that thing um, in, in a way that, that um just having it offered freely does not and so asking them specifically would you be interested in me holding these pitches for you for the next project it 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 uh implicates or implicates is not the right word here it it sets up that whole takeaway selling uh situation such that they might be much more likely to get you in for the next project or they might want to Sign you up or have an agreement for, uh, for developing those pitches with them. Now, if you are interested in getting better at this kind of pitches, like growing your client, launching your client business, growing your client business, having the right offers, being able to do this conversational selling, being able to connect with your prospects, I do have a whole launch your client business free mini course that you can go through. It's it's free. It shares a lot of these ideas around conversational selling and it's based on powerful principles about like knowing your audience which is critical to being able to do this right, having a powerful offer, making sure you nail down the offer that's that's going to help you be most successful, having a system to actually sell to these people so it's not just about throwing a bunch of pitches in their inbox and then like not knowing what to do next, like all of these things if you do them in the right steps with the right elements, you are going to be much more successful as a copywriter or anybody that's doing any kind of uh, pitching of client services. And that's in the Launch Your Client Business free mini course. That's at BreakthroughMarketingSecrets.com slash L-Y-C-B. Links are in the description always for these things that are mentioned. And if you like the whole takeaway selling thing, that whole aspect of this, I do also have a slide of pen training, uh, which is about some more advanced persuasion techniques that I think that will appeal to you. I'll also include a link to that. That's part of the BTMS Insider's training library, which is like Netflix for copywriting and, and marketing training, where you pay one low monthly fee and you can instantly stream anything that's there. Over 150 hours of training there for copywriters, entrepreneurs, marketers and uh, it's all available to you for one low fee. So I'm Roy Furr, this is your daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets Mailbox Monday. Remember, there's a link to ask your question for it to potentially be answered in an upcoming episode. And you know, hit that like button, leave me a comment, let me know the value that you got from this, any insights, takeaways, any additional questions you might have. And uh, I look forward to catching you again in the next episode. One last time, I'm Roy Furth, this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'm here for you. And thanks for tuning in for this episode. I'll catch you again next time. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.